everybody, and welcome to another episode of Yo MTG Taps. I'm Joey Pasco. I'm Big Head Joe. Hey, did we miss anything? Uh, probably missed a couple things. It's been a couple of years. So, uh, just to do a very quick rundown recap thing, in case, uh, if you're listening and have never listened to us before, which would be kind of odd, I think, but whatever, uh, we created a podcast in fall 2009, um, it was, it ran until March 2012, uh, and then we went on a hiatus, I guess. Uh, I jumped over to another podcast called In Contention for a couple of years, and then I that that podcast ended, and then Joe picked up Yo MTG Taps again with another co-host. I killed In Contention, by the way. You killed In Contention and then uh, resurrected Yo MTG Taps <laughs> without me, uh, and then that ran until, what, 2016? Something like that. Uh, yeah, so we've had a couple iterations April, of this April show. April of 2016. Yeah, so we've had a couple iterations of this show over the course of the last decade, but you and I so actually This is a new a, number one. A new, uh, yeah, or we're just going to not number the episodes, or maybe I think, we will. I think not numbering the episodes is a terrible idea, and I, I can say that from years of not numbering the episodes. Okay. But I think we, I think new number one. I think right. we go with a new number one. Like, like, like it works for, it works for Marvel to briefly inflate their sales before everyone realizes it's just crap and it's just the same old comic book with a new number one which is applicable here too so we can totally uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my we point should, we should call it yo mtg taps 2099 maybe somebody um, yes <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right so anyway uh we can we can dig into our past uh in the future no, 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 i don't no, no, know no, 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 no. whoa 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 buddy whoa <laughs> I don't know about all that. So we decided. I think we 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 decided we wanted to talk about a lot of these uh, big tournament changes that have uh, have come up over the last week or week and a half. Um, Joe really was the one who decided to do this because I've uh, I don't know. I've been playing a lot recently, and Joe hasn't. And then Joe saw these changes. Maybe I should not speak for you and let you just speak for yourself. Uh, we're recording because. I saw this stuff going on, and we'll get into actual details of it, but all these changes to the tournament scene in Magic, and my brain just like went into like, oh my god, R.I.P. Magic, and um, and it got, and I was kind of, I don't know, angry about it, because that's what we do as nerds who play Magic, things change, and then we get angry, and I was like, damn, what's going on with all this? So I started looking into it a little bit more, and I, and I was like, I don't make, I gotta make sense of this. And the only way I know how to make sense of something in Magic is to talk to Joey about it. And I figured if we're going to talk about something Magic related, we might as well press record on some sort of device and document it and distribute it because that's what we do best. <laughs> so I mean, that's pre- pretty much how the show started, right? It's like let's just talk about Magic exactly, and record it exactly. And put and it on the internet. Exactly that is how this show started, and when I started getting to that point where I was like, this is what I need to do, I was like, this is how the show started. We should hit record and do a show. Um, so that's what we're doing. And yeah, so this this isn't an official reboot necessarily, but we'll see what happens. It might just be a one-off. It might be the start of something more consistent. But Most of those new number ones are canceled by issue five. So, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> that's there we hopeful. Go. <laughs> well, before, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this, 
I haven't talked to you in a while, dude. What's been going on? I mean, That's I know true. obviously um, I have talked to you about some of the big things that have been going on, but maybe some of the people who listen to the show that maybe don't follow you on Twitter or something, maybe right, both right. of them would like to know um, <laughs> what's going on in your life. So have you had anything uh, – significant happen since uh the show ended maybe i mean we've talked to you on taps when me and steven were doing it so right people who have been keeping up have a general idea you know uh, i think they know you're a married man now i think they know you're officially off the market and there goes 30 percent of our audience thanks mm. joey sorry um <laughs> <laughs> but uh i believe there is another pretty significant thing. Tell me about it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I have a child now, which is very different and uh, and obviously awesome. Um, her name is Aurelia, which is at least in part a magic reference, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it wasn't wasn't the deciding factor or anything. In it just part, kind of... meaning all of Joey's part. But anyway, <laughs> not exactly, not exactly. No, see. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it's a road in Italy and my wife and I were there for our honeymoon and we were driving on this road and it was like, wow, we really like that name. And I'm like, yeah, I, I like that name. I've heard it from magic. And so the only uh, reason why you drove down that road was because you knew it was a magic card name and you wanted to drive down the magic card name road. You give me too much credit. Like I had this idea. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. No, but anyway, yeah. So having, uh, yeah, uh, she's, she's 16 months old now and doing all kinds of cool things and you know uh the nirvana yeah i've got her listening to nirvana that's a that's a start right she's she's pretty into it she says uh she says nirvana or at least she tries to say nirvana and anana yeah right so she says she says anana and 90 percent of the time she's saying it she's trying to say nirvana five percent of the time she's saying banana and the other five percent of the time she's saying nana which is her grandmother which, <laughs> which is what she calls her grandmother so or actually my wife's grandmother um she's gonna be five and 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 nirvana's gonna come on she'll be like grandma I'm like no 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 nirvana <laughs> grandma uh, but so yeah, that's the that's the biggest uh, change, of course, that, that happened in the last few years, um, yeah. and uh, that's that's certainly exciting. Um, life happens; it doesn't feel like it's been five years since I uh, did commentary for Star City or recorded nine a podcast. Years since we started this pod, nine years. That's crazy. That's uh, it's, it's weird saying it. Um. That is so cool, and I can't wait to meet your daughter because I know you've sent me videos and stuff, but I'm not in Baltimore anymore. I might not be in Dallas anymore this time next year. Um, oh, I haven't heard this. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So uh, I'll go over. I won't, I won't spend too much time on this. So, yeah, so I got divorced. That was fun. I mean, not really, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I'm living with my new girlfriend. Not new. We've been together over a year. Her name is Beans, and she's lovely. But I'm also going to college for my associates, and I'm about to finish it. I have, like, two more classes to take next semester, and then I'm going to go in for my bachelor's, and I'm not sure where I'm going to go. I'm going to be applying to SMU in Dallas, so there's a possibility I stay here. Um, U, uh, UT in Austin and um, UNLV in Las Vegas. Um, because we went to visit Vegas in September. Uh, we went and saw Queen on Freddie Mercury's birthday. 
and um, and Beans is the biggest Queen fan in the world. And anyone who thinks that they have her beat, you do not. You do not. Uh, but we had loved Vegas, and like I really want to look into moving there. So it's a possibility that I wind up there. But That's it awesome. really comes down to who's going to give me the most stuff. Remains to be seen. Um, other than that, uh, I have not been playing Magic at all. I have been uh, reading comic books. Um, God, my comic book subscription is uh, insane. It's not good. <laughs> Picked up a pretty big comic book habit here. I regret nothing. No, I, I wouldn't. I mean, hey, if you're enjoying it, that's the thing. You do you. Uh, you know, I, you're consuming the kind of content that you you want to consume, and that's really you know, there's no judgment here. Yeah, yeah. And comics are uh, awesome. So they are. The comics are friggin' awesome, and uh, I guess that I guess I should transition that right into uh, the first little piece of news that is, I think, a big deal, but it isn't as big of a deal as, uh, you know, the main part of this episode. But uh, Vita Ayala, who wrote The Wilds and Submerged, is writing the new Chandra comic. Harvey uh, Tolabau on art. Um, Vita's great. They've done all uh, all kinds of great books. The Wilds and Submerged are the two that come to mind. Wilds just ended. I think it's five issues. I think they have a trade. If they do have a trade, you should pick it up. Speaking to you, Joey, yeah. and to you, the audience as a whole, um, I love The Wilds. The Wilds is one of my favorite books all year. But anyway. It's kind of cool. So uh, I, I don't know uh, these writers and artists that you're mentioning, but I th- think it's kind of cool that Wizards is using like established – writers and artists yes. uh, rather than I'm not, not to, you know, take anything away from previous writers uh, of some of the stories. Uh, but I guess people that are already known, for example, the other uh, recent news and on the storyline uh, aspect or the storyline point is Brandis, Brandon Sanderson uh, wrote a kind of like novella uh, for magic and Brandon really? Sanderson. Yeah, it's actually, it's free. It just went up the other day. Um, oh, that's cool as hell. And I, I will link it in the show notes. Um, but uh, yeah, Brandon Sanderson, who uh, is a very well-known fantasy author, um, did like the Mistborn trilogy. Um, and the Stormlight Archive is, I think the, the big, probably the biggest project that he's, working on. I think he's uh, just a couple of books into that and it's supposed to be pretty big. Um, so I haven't read those yet. I read the Mistborn trilogy and, uh, and I'm in the middle. Well, I'm about 25% in according to my Kindle to the, uh, <laughs> to the, the magic novella that just came out the other day. And uh, it's, it's pretty good. It takes place on Innistrad, which is interesting because it's separate from what's happening right now in the card sets. But uh, just to have uh, Brandon Sanderson actually writing a magic story is really cool. And and for those of you who might not know, Brandon Sanderson actually plays magic, which is part of the reason he uh, wanted to write something for magic. And if you actually look at the uh, the post, I think, that, that Wizards did, um, in fact, you know what, maybe it wasn't the post that they did. Maybe it was a post that he did on his blog. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to dig it up and link it. But I read something from him where he was saying, uh, he was approached by wizards to to write something, and he said, "Okay, what I want to do is 
I want free reign on it, but I'm doing it for free. So he didn't oh, charge. Wow. Yeah, he didn't charge Wizards, but he wanted it to be available for free as well uh, mm, for, for download. Mm. He said if they ever do a print version, obviously that's that's a separate thing. He's going to donate all the proceeds to charity. Um, Child's Play, I think, is the organization he mentioned. But um, but he just wanted to do it for free, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, yeah, so, so Wizards has these established writers and, and uh, artists working on magic now, and I think that's really, uh, really interesting because it's the game is, I think, a lot more than um, – uh, I think magic is a lot bigger than it used to be, and you can kind of see it coming out in this sort of way where they have names doing their uh, their storyline. And if it's not bigger than it used to be, they're certainly doing a good job of creating that illusion, aren't they? Uh, yeah, it seems that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> this whole magic pro league thing is nuts, and and it's the reason why... Uh, you know, I wanted to do this to begin with. This is just all weird. I don't know. It's just like, so long story short, in case I, I live under a rock magic wise and I fig, you know, and I saw this and freaked out. Like this is almost something that shouldn't be on my radar at this point because I'm so far removed from tournament magic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's inevitable. I follow people who, play magic my friends on facebook some of them play magic so of course this stuff's going to come up but it's not something i'm seeking out i'm not going on daily mtg every day i'm not looking at star city games every day i was actually surprised when i started typing in star city games and it auto completed the other day you know i was just like whoa okay i guess i looked at that kind of recently you know like right but it's been so long so i don't i don't you know i'm not in my daily reading am i coming across this stuff but they made so many sweeping changes to the now formerly Pro Tour system that I, I had to I had to talk to Joey about it, man. Like I had to talk to you about this. Um, so first things first is Magic Arena. Which when did Magic Arena even start? Um, I think it's been around uh, initially, maybe. I don't, I don't even know if it was about a year ago, a little more than a year ago, I think. Um, I signed up for it because I thought, hey, you know, this this could be cool. I, why not sign up? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did get an, invited into the initial uh, group of people that could access the software and, and play with it. Um, yeah, I think it was about a year ago, maybe, maybe uh, January or so. Um, and I, my first impression of it was I don't like this. I opened it up once. I signed in, and and I probably didn't even have the software open for ten minutes. I said I don't like this, and I didn't open it again for nine months or something. <laughs> so, so uh, actually, no. I know what happened at the the guilds of Ravnica pre-release. I was talking to some players, and they were saying Arena is actually not uh, not bad. And I should try it again, so I decided I would try, especially because we got those little arena codes um, that came in the pre-release kits uh, for, like, a free sealed event. So I thought, all right, I'll try it again. And I've been playing, like, a lot ever since. Uh, So they – I don't really know – I don't remember what it was I didn't like about it in the first place. Um, I don't know if it was something that they changed and fixed and I just forgot about it. I think it was – mostly my own um, kind of 
preconceived ideas of what magic should be and that's been tied to magic online so when i open up this software and i'm like oh it's flashy and doing things strange and what is this it's auto tapping and i don't like this i want control over everything this is too weird and and that was it and also which of course is a uh kind of a long-running thing with me this is why i don't like limited is when i can't build a a good deck i feel like i i don't want to play (laughs) so it's kind of like uh one of the big reasons i don't like to play limited it's because i'm like i can't play four of my best card well then i don't want to play this this version of the format which is silly but that's me and so when i opened up arena and i only have all these like random starter cards you know uh it was kind of not as appealing for me to want to try it so i didn't try to build a collection i didn't do anything with that um so anyway i decided to try it after the pre-release and um kind of mentally prepared myself for having no collection. And also I was like, I just played a pre-release. I really enjoyed limited uh, playing Guilds of Ravnica. So I thought, oh, I'll just play some limited and build a collection that way. And that's basically what happened. And, you know, now I have multiple standard decks that are, I would say about 95% uh, finished. The The dual lands are really a, a problem, but without mm-hmm. digging too much into uh, into arena and, uh, the collection building system um it's hard to get 20 rares just for lands when you play a three color deck so, yeah uh so that's a little bit of a hurdle but you can build mono red on there right away which of course is what i was going to suggest that you do mm-hmm. because that i mean i think i built that you know there's a i would say a tier two or tier 1.5 mono red standard deck that you could build pretty easily or at least build uh build it for the most part. And then as you accumulate the rares you need or the wild cards, you need, you know, swap out bad cards for good cards. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's a, a process of how you, how you have to do hearthstone when you start out, you know, how you have to do most of these things, I guess. Yeah. Um, so my biggest hurdle to this and the reason why this announcement came out of nowhere to me, um, especially the, the shift towards arena for the um mythic championships as opposed to using maybe moto as a uh, as a vehicle for that um was that this is called the magic arena beta it's still a beta and like to me i'm like I don't know. When I hear beta, I guess maybe I'm old. Maybe this isn't how things go anymore. Maybe betas are used before they're final and already used competitive. You know, like because I don't really follow esports. I'll admit that I don't. Um, so I mean, neither do I. I mean, I follow right, Magic, right. and that's it. You say Hearthstone, and I'm like, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I played a few games. That was it. Um, but go go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but. Like, to me, the beta is like, well, don't take this too seriously yet. Don't worry about this yet. This isn't ready. You know? Like, right. that's where my brain goes. And it's for a good reason, because most of the time, you're, when it's a beta test, you're still testing and working out the kinks, which they are. But how is it already – I don't know. Maybe I mean, I guess maybe they're not – maybe they're going to have it launched by the time they start with this pro league stuff. I think it's um, – I mean I, I understand what you're saying and I think 
there are plenty of people thinking along the same lines. But um, the the example I've heard referenced is Gmail was in beta from 2004 through 2009. <laughs> 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 but obviously, people were using Gmail plenty starting in 2004, and um, and I don't even know if they officially left beta or they just removed the little beta thing from their logo, uh, the little tag that was on the logo in 2009. And maybe they officially are still in beta. I don't know. Um, it's still a usable device or software. Um, and that's kind of the situation here with magic arena. Uh, it seems completely usable. Um, they're always making tweaks to it. And I think that was kind of what, uh, I saw a reference. Someone said Google was basically saying we're constantly making changes to this. So it's, not like a finished product. Yeah. And so I think that magic online also hurt my perception of an arena beta because magic online has been a program for over 10 years. Right. And it's been, I I think something like 15 or 16 years. Wow. (laughs) And I just associate it with like crashing during key moments of like events. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, maybe I don't want to play Magic on the Arena beta because if I wanted my games to crash, I would just go on Magic Online, you know? Um, And and then also, of course, there's the financial aspect of I have stuff on Magic Online. I don't have anything on beta or or (laughs) I feel like on beta (laughs) on uh, Magic Arena, um, you know. I don't want to spend money on two sides of the online thing and especially not knowing where they were going to go. Like, what is this arena thing? What, what purpose is it going to serve in the overall game? Which we have a very clear answer now, Yeah, you know, but until now I didn't know. I'm like, was it even worth putting money into this thing? Because like magic online is still being pushed as this tournament hub, you know, And Magic Arena, what is this going to be? Some fun little pastime kind of thing, like Puzzle Quest? You know, is this like the next Puzzle Quest or, or um, uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers right. or whatever? Yeah. You know, like like should I take this seriously? The answer is an overwhelming yes. Yeah, overwhelming. So <laughs> it was surprising. Uh, I think a lot of people felt the same way, including me. That it was like, okay, this is just the next iteration of Duels of the Planeswalkers, where you know maybe it's, they've improved some things and. You can build your own decks or whatever. I can't remember the last Duels of the Planeswalkers, where, how much you could even affect your decks. But whatever. It was – I agree. It was it was something that was unclear how uh, how it, it was going to actually work. And this just seems like the future. The, the big question – well, there's there are a lot of questions. But the big thing with Arena is it seems that they're only working with cards from Ixalan forward. So right, right now it's just standard. Uh, they do have the – the cards from Kaladesh and Amonkhet block programmed into it because that was what was available when the the software was first released to the uh, initial testers. So they technically don't have to program those, but if they were to want to make modern available on Arena, they would have to program however many sets going back to you know eighth edition, uh, right. back to two thousand three. So what you know fifteen years worth of sets, or you know maybe say thirteen years worth of sets. Um, into the program and it just seems like something they're not really considering doing or, you know, it's like so far down the list that I I don't think they really have any intention of 
of making that available, which is where MTGO comes in. You know, all the Moto is the way of playing all the old formats with all the old cards. And if you want to play modern or legacy or vintage or, you know, cube and different things like that, um, you're going to want to keep your Moto collection. And so I think that's kind of right. Well, that's, that's the, the stated, uh, you know, the, the official stance. And I kind of, as someone who mostly wants to play modern, uh, I have been playing a lot of standard lately, but uh, standard is really good right now, so that's part of it. Um, and arena is part of it as well because I'm enjoying playing arena, and standard is the only thing available on there as far as uh, constructed formats. But modern is the format that I really love, and so that is keeping me tied to to moto because I don't have another option uh, online. Right. You know, so and I think there was a big scare. Uh, I think a lot of people um, are worried about the, their moto collection, um, you know, the value crashing. And I guess that's part of it. Uh, I certainly don't like to see the value of the cards drop. That's kind of an aside to this whole thing, but it seems to me that moto is going to keep going for the foreseeable future. And until uh, either modern becomes a lot less popular because, if people don't want to play it, of course, then people aren't going to need Moto. Uh, so if they re- if Wizards is able to present a format that is a lot more popular or as popular as Modern um, to replace it with that's available on Arena, then sure, then I could see it going, you know, Moto being kind of slowly uh, going extinct. But at this point, Modern, I think is the most popular format. That's what I've heard kind of thrown around over the last several months that modern's the most popular format. And I know standard was kind of bad for a little while. Um, standard is really good now, as I mentioned. So maybe modern isn't currently the most popular format, but however you want to take that, that data, um, modern being as popular as it is there, it's going to keep moto alive. I think just for that reason alone to be able to play modern online. And it, and, it, and it remains to be seen how well it's supported, how well any other formats besides the ones available on Arena mm-hmm. uh, will be supported um, competitively going forward. You know? Sure. Yeah, so my understanding is that you know Arena is going to have competitive events that can qualify you for the Mythic Championships, which were formerly Pro Tours. Uh, but Moto also is going to have events that, that can qualify you just like it always has or just like it has just like it does now so they will continue (laughs) having those on there okay yeah i think they made a an official like post about it um maybe on friday i think um i'll have to look there was like a state of the i saw that i read that but i don't think it said anything about or i don't know i kind of skimmed it honestly but it i was more kind of curious about is it going away (laughs) you know and they were like no they said you know kind of as we've been saying all along Moto is going to run alongside Arena as a, another option, and it's going to support all the older formats while Arena can't. That's right. sort of the the difference in terms of the formats you can play, and then in terms of actual uh, actually a road to the Mythic Championships. They're both options, I think. Uh, so well, we don't yeah, have I'm specifics. Not, I'm not certain about the the whole Mythic Championship thing, but I'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah, and we'll, we'll know more over time. Also. 
Um, but it, real, real quick, just to before we end the arena topic, which I don't know if that was what you were about to do, but just we're going to come back around to it. Sure. Um, just to just to kind of mention, I encourage anyone to anyone who has a uh, a laptop that runs Windows um, <laughs> and can run the software uh, to download and try it. You mentioned a couple times putting money into it, but it is completely free to play. You can put money into it to kind of. Uh, speed up your progress towards whatever deck you want to build. I've put $65 into it. Um, and as I mentioned right now, I have multiple standard decks. Now one is the mono red deck. It's probably missing a couple of rares. Like I could use one more experimental frenzy, which Joe doesn't know what that is. I have um, <laughs> no idea what that is, <laughs> but sounds you know, cool. Yeah, no, it, it's cool. It says uh, frenzy. That's right. Um, that's always cool. No, so like I've got mono red, I've got blue red drakes, I've got Jeskai control, and I've got a blue white control deck that's kind of waiting for Hallowed Fountain and friends to come in uh, Ravnica Allegiance in in a month. But you know, I've got multiple standard decks built, and um, and I've only put in sixty five dollars. So I think that yeah, that's can, a very that's not a very significant amount of money compared to. How much paper magic costs, for instance? Yes, yeah. and you and know. the other thing is kind of um, I may have, you know, eighty five percent of the Golgari uh, standard deck. I just haven't ever tried to build it. So, <laughs> like, right. you know, I have a bunch of cards that, and it's like, oh look, I opened a Vraska, I opened Carnage Tyrant, whatever. It's kind of like, oh well, it's in my collection. I just haven't tried to actually build the deck. Um, so, you know, you the thing with Arena is you just build your collection and the cards are there, and and you can't get rid of them um <laughs> which is a bad thing but it also kind of means you know you you end up with a lot of cards that you might not even know you have because you know when you try to build the deck you just look and go oh look i already have two of those neat mm. um so yeah it's it can be free it can be very cheap or you can if you really just want the deck that you want immediately you can dump a bunch of money into it and open a bunch of packs and build the deck that you want to build, and so it's kind of really gives you uh, the option to put in as much or as little as you'd like. Yeah. Now, I was going to uh, – let's just finish this up. Let's finish talking about Arena, and then we'll go on to this other thing. Okay. So here's the thing. Last night, I started playing Arena. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell indeed. you. No, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I didn't tell you. I uh, – I took it. I, I did what you said. I went and I took advantage of those two promo codes, um, the game awards. Which by the time you hear this, that will be an invalid promo code. So don't yeah. go trying to use it. It ends today as we're recording, and Joey is not made of magic. It's going to take time to edit this. <laughs> um, and uh, and then the Ravnica play Ravnica was the other one, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and that one got you three uh, booster packs. Yeah, I don't uh, so know how I, long that lasts, but give I don't it a know, shot. But it worked for me, so I did those things, and then they had this one-time thing up for like five dollars. You get five packs of corset and like yeah, that's like gems. the 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 beginner bundle or something, the intro yeah, bundle, and that I, totally, I, I absolutely say if you're not going to put if you really don't want to put any money into it, at least put in five bucks. <laughs> like, and I did. I yeah. put in five bucks into it right away, and I was like, okay, whatever. Did that. And um, played a couple of constructed matches, won a couple of constructed matches, lost a couple of constructed matches. That's the way of the world, and and had had some experiences with the with the software. And, and it's interesting. 
I like it. It's very intuitive. Um, it does a good job of building on kind of the style of Duels of the Planeswalkers while making it more of a competitive level friendly um, software, you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And yeah, I liked it. I don't, I don't have much more to say about it yet because it's still pretty fresh. Right. Um, but I did enjoy my time with it. And uh, if this is the future of magic, all right, let's go. You know, let's see this. Uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I think I'm glad that you installed it and are, are trying it at least because I think it's absolutely worth trying f- for anybody um, just to kind of – because it is free. You know, it's not like you need to put a lot of money into it or, or any money. So I think that's kind of – it's like just, just put a little bit of time into it, see if you like it. And if you don't like it, don't play and you didn't really lose much. Right. So. And it's not available on anything else other than Windows. It's not available on any uh, tablets or Not yet. Like that. I'm kind of surprised about that, but it kind of makes me feel like that's got to be coming soon. Um, now, I don't know. And it took a while for Hearthstone to go from computer to – I I think it started on iTunes Store first. It went from computer to iTunes to Android, you know, mm-hmm. I think. Or maybe it went the other way around. But either way, it wasn't available on all platforms for a while either. So. Yeah. Not super surprising, especially since they still do have that beta tag stuck on the front of it, you know? So, Although I do feel like one of their – I imagine one of their big goals is to have it available on iOS, whether it's just iPad or also your phone. Um, I think that's one of their big goals, I would assume. So I could see that happening sooner rather than later. But when's it going to come to Windows Phone? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's what anyone who ever had a Windows Phone was wondering about any app ever. Um, <laughs> okay, so this announcement happened, I guess at this point, about a week ago. A yeah, it was uh, about a week and a half. Yeah, Thursday, the previous Thursday. Yeah. Right. Um, at the Game Awards. Yeah. At the Game Awards for the best of game. And uh, they announced a bunch of changes to the tournament system, and I kind of want to briefly go over them. And just more than the information, I want to talk about um, how this impacts me, because that's all I care about. Right on. Right on. You know? Uh, So, um, first of all, they doubled more than, apparently, more than doubled the 2018 prize pool, and next year there will be a $10 million prize pool for competitive magic and how that splits up i don't really know precisely but that's good more money is always good magic players playing magic competitively should hope to make more money this year or next year than they did last year and hopefully the year after that you know same thing going forward should always be if, if the game is growing that pool should grow period um they announced the Magic Pro League. So the Magic Pro League is 32 players. And this was just so weird to me. So they're doing like this, like sponsorships or something. And it said a combined worth of $75,000. So what, these guys are going to get like two grand 
each. <laughs> so I'm like, they did cl- like clarify this. Okay, uh, okay, it, please. It, strangely, the ESPN article clarified it. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I kind of skimmed that article, honestly. Yeah. But so basically, this is the top 32 players. At least that's what it looks like. It is, um, or it's it's a group of 32 players, mostly chosen by the top 32. Although I think some players uh, aren't included that are in the top 32 in the world, but it's by their own choice. Like what it looks like is they're getting paid a $75,000 salary for the year for 2019 to compete in events and create content and, you know, stream and things like that. So basically that's the sponsorship aspect of it. I think that, that you mentioned like, uh, Wait, so each players. one of them, each one of them is getting paid 75 grand. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, it's like a salary. It's basically for the year 2019, they're hired by Wizards to play Magic in these, you know, high level events and to stream and create content. And I think some players declined it because they were not going to be able to put enough time in to stream and create content and things like that. So they, it wasn't working with their outside of Magic careers or lives. So they declined it. So it went down to like, you know, some other players. So I think, um, to say it's the top 32 in the world is a little bit misleading, but generally that looks like how they were chosen this for this year. And that's just 2019. Who knows how it goes in 2020 and forward, but that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. I was, I was pretty excited to see that. Um, not that I expect to be in that group at any point, but I think it's awesome for the guys that are in it, uh, which unfortunately at this point is it is all guys. It is literally all guys, isn't it? At first, yeah. I was like, I was like, that wasn't very inclusive language. I was like, except that it's literally thirty-two dudes. It's factually <laughs> correct, and I have to admit that uh, you know that wasn't. I, I didn't think about that before I said guys. Right. But after no, sure, I said it, sure. I, I realized no, I'm right. <laughs> At least it's it's accurate. <laughs> and uh, I ha- and yeah. again, I haven't been keeping up with tournament magic. Even though I've played on and off the last couple of years, I haven't really kept up with the tournament scene at all. So I don't know who's doing well, who isn't doing well, except for these thirty-two players. I'm right. like, well, obviously those thirty-two people are doing pretty good. I don't know how anyone else is doing, but. Uh, a little, little awkward, huh? Um, after years of of pushing for you know a more uh, diverse field of players, and I felt like they were succeeding. Oh, absolutely! You know, yeah. Um, it's really strange. It feels like a step backwards. Yeah, thirty-two dudes. And I guess and that's everyone's the- got a logo on their shirt now. Isn't that weird? Don't you think that's weird? I think that's weird. There's not just some random person in like a Rick and Morty shirt, you know, like, which is like (laughs) 75% of the players. There's this vibe about competitive magic lately that makes me not me personally, but me as a, like a scrub as it were. Mm. Right makes me feel like I am so outside of this and I have no chance of ever being one of those 32 players. Before, the Pro Tour really felt like anyone can win. Anyone, you could be a champion. Now it feels like you could be a champion if you're one of these 32 players or you could show up, you could hang out. Well, it might be fun. I think the thing is, like, these 32 players exist as the top 32 regardless of a Magic Pro League. 
Do you know what I mean? Like this is just saying that the, the top 32 players are going to be uh, encouraged not encouraged. I guess they're contra- contractually obliged now. <laughs> but uh, these thirty-two players should spend more time streaming and and show up to events to compete that they were probably going to compete in anyway. Um, and they get paid for it. So it's kind of like saying, okay, these top thirty-two players who are going to continue doing w- for the most part what they were doing anyway, and now they're going to get paid for it. That's that's kind of the way I see it. Now now they have more obligation to do it, but they, a lot of these people are going to, uh, are going to be streaming and going to these events that, that hasn't really changed anything. Right. Right. What I'm saying is if you were wearing a Rick and Morty, I don't know why I keep going to Rick and Morty shirt. <laughs> Cause why not? But if, yeah. But if you're wearing a Rick and Morty shirt and you're like, I'm going to have a passing competition and then it's like, who am I passing against? And it's like, Tom Brady, quarterback, Patriots, and he's in full gear. You're like (laughs) – and you're just like in your Rick and Morty shirt with a backpack and you're like, I have no chance of winning. Like I am going to get smashed. Like I don't know. Like just to me like – It's like like intimidating kind of thing. It's it's so intimidating. Now, I'm not personally intimidated by this crap. I always tell you the same thing I tell everyone. I don't care what your name is. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you think you are. Beat me today. That is always my my motto, right? Right, right. Seth Manfield, Magic Pro League. Oh, in one versus Big Head Joe. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll take my contract now. But um, and I was playing a garbage extended deck in a PTQ at my first PTQ, playing a terrible deck and playing it terribly against his Tarmogoyfs. Still beat him. Thank you very much. Anyway, doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter. But I feel like for some of these newer players, for players who don't have a very good mindset going into a tournament, which there are a lot, you know how many times you've lost to somebody or been beaten? I've done it too. And you just, you're just not cool afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, it feels very impenetrable. Well, is I what it is. Generally, a lot of these guys, like I, you're talking about, like what they're wearing. I mean, that's that's kind of what you brought up. I don't think they're wearing their their NASCAR look um, <laughs> to the to the PTQs necessarily. So yes, they are. Uh, oh yeah, they are. No, no all of them are. are. All of them are because they're sponsored. They're all rocking them shirts. I don't care. It's whatever you know. But I, it's just one of those interesting things to me. And it's not just about the shirts. What I'm the specific thing I'm talking about is about the shirts, but this whole structure mm-hmm. feels like impenetrable. It, it's, I don't know what it is, and maybe they haven't explained it enough. But um, so they're competing in these. So I want to just point out this phrase because I love this phrase. They'll be competing in seasonal, weekly, huh? Competitive <laughs> matchups. <laughs> Seasonal weekly? What? <laughs> um, so I don't understand what that is. So they'll, they'll basically be... 52 seasons a year. Sure. <laughs> sure. 
all the 52 seasons are covered. So, um, and uh, Mythic level tournament, that's obvious. They'll, they will be part of the bigger tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Um, one of the first events that's going to showcase this uh, new system is the $1 million, and you put your pinky up to your mouth if you want, $1 million MTG Arena Mythic Invitational in Boston, uh, end of March next year. Uh, it sounds interesting, and it's going to be – I just love this generic – I don't know. It's cracking me up. The Invitational – I'm reading some of this from the um, from the Magic article, from the eSports article. Um, there's going to be players in the new Magic Pro League battling against lowercase challengers. Um so I don't know what these challengers are, but it could be you, but it doesn't sound exciting for it to be you <laughs> because you're just a challenger, <laughs> lowercase c. Um, so uh, the, so they have these Mythic Championships, which are the new Pro Tours, MTG Arena Mythic Championships, which they've never done. Have, they've, have they, they've done at least one or two Magic Online Pro Tours, right? Have they ever? Not Pro Tours, no. They haven't uh, actually done one once? I don't think so. I mean, oh every God. you could qualify for the Pro Tour, but there's no never been a Pro Tour played on Magic Online. I know they've had some big events. That's baffling you know, to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember because I do have this image of seeing players playing Moto at big events, but it must have been, uh, you know, it was like a side event kind of, not a side event, but, you know, another uh, event secondary to the to the actual pro tour that was going on. So, and I can't remember what it was, but there were maybe it was just the finals of the of the Magic Online uh, championships played at the pro tour, but on Magic Online. So you had like a camera on a player sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> that's that's what's in my head is like uh, this image of of people playing moto yeah um, but no it what the actual pro tour itself has never been played on moto if i recall correctly that sounds like an that feels like a failure of magic online right like 14 years of a program and they never of, of a card game that is showcased through its pro tour never once having a pro tour on it sounds like a total utter failure but anyway no no no, no. do you want to watch the Super Bowl contenders play Madden? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, you want to see. Different. It is it's different. different. It's a sport. Like, it's a it's Because a they're hitting sport. each other. Yeah, yeah. Like they're hitting each other where Magic the Gathering, you're slinging spells, the same spells either way. It translates. I, I understand. But, but I think just, part of it feels, it, it feels more real or it feels more important when it's like these players are there in Hawaii or Cleveland. Um, and... <laughs> You know, they're they're right there. Yeah, it feels important in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, you're you're there. The, the Browns won last night, I think. Anyway, ran, wow. Random aside, not that the Broncos were incredible this year, but the Browns are actually still in playoff contention. We unlock those beer coolers. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that was months ago. Uh, I know also, it was. They beat the Ravens this guy. year too. Right now, the, you know, right now the Ravens are zero and one against the Browns, so I, I can't really talk. But the fact that the Browns are in contention for the playoffs is pretty amazing. And they're starting that. They're starting that backup over Joe today, aren't they? Oh no, because Joe is officially the backup now. That was officially the backup. Officially the backup. 
oh Flacco is is the backup quarterback now. Uh, oh it's pretty pretty crazy, but uh, you know that's nothing to do with magic. But it's my fault. I opened that door. I haven't watched the NFL in over four years because I'm a. I started watching soccer um, and decided to quit the NFL because I kind of hate it. Um, we can get into that another time. Yeah. So, so, uh, so anyway, I think that's the reason they wouldn't. They're not doing it uh, on Magic Online. They're not going to use the Pro Tour to showcase Magic Online, but they could use like the Pro Tour to sort of. Um, but now they are. Yeah. At that, I'm a little bit unclear on. I'm not. So, well, it, go ahead. Um, they're going to be MTG Arena Mythic Championships. Um, so they're going to be Mythic Championships, which are Pro Tours, right? We've established that Mythic Championship equals Pro Tour. Right. There are going to be Mythic Championships um, exclusively on MTG Arena. So there will be these digital game Mythic Championships. Yeah, it seems like um, that. And, and I think that's kind of going – they're basically seeing that other esports have done it right. and they can do it. I mean the, the difference there is – you can't play tabletop Hearthstone, even though no, I guess you, you could print cards. Like <laughs> we printed these on the printer in the Epson. But they've actually <laughs> you see that's the one benefit to Hearthstone being digital. The entire lifespan of it mm-hmm. is that they've been able to use certain mechanics that would only work on a digital game, which right. is kind of cool. You yeah. know. Um, so, uh, in case you're curious, fellow challenger how to qualify for these uh, MTG Arena Mythic Championships, the answer is very unclear. You'll be able to qualify for MTG Arena Mythic Championships by playing MTG Arena at home, a.k.a. sitting your ass and playing Magic on your computer. I'm good at that. I can do that. So that sounds fine, okay? Qualify for it by playing Arena at home. Great. And then, this is very vague, and then testing your skills against the stars in the Magic Pro League to claim your share. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So then testing my skills against the stars, we're going to be flicking rubber bands or skipping stones. What the hell's going on? I mean, like, I don't understand like, like what they're talking about. Like, I don't understand how, to, but okay. And then testing my skills. So is it just by playing MTG arena and then I can qualify for the mythic championship? Um, or do I have to go through another hoop against stars of the magic pro league to get there? I don't know. It just sounds weird, but well, it's, uh, it says right at the bottom of the uh, competitive, uh, the esports announcement, you know, uh, on the main site on wizards.com. Right at the bottom, it says more details to come in 2019. So, right. we'll so find they're, out. They're, we'll they're find keeping out. some stuff vague. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> fine. Um, I don't so know well, if they know. That's the other. <laughs> fair enough. They, of course, they, did, they obviously didn't know about this like three months ago when they announced six Pro Tours. Uh, exactly. That's, that was the, my, Hey, we've my got some great too. changes coming along for a couple months until we change our minds. So uh, That's a good a, thing and a bad thing. That's, that, I actually – no, I, I really think that uh, you know, one, of the, one of the things about all of this – one of the points to be made is that Wizards is constantly trying to change things to make things better. And sometimes they accidentally make it worse and they either change it back or they make a different change, you know, things like that. So, you know, you, we've we've had nationals. We've had nationals get taken away. We get nationals back. Now we get nationals taken away. It's kind of like it's not there's never nationals is over, you know, RIP nationals, right? Like for 2019, maybe until maybe May when they say, guess what? 
nationals in August, like whatever. Like, so you can't kind of, uh, worry too much about any of this or take it all too seriously as like the end of anything or even the beginning of something else. I mean, they could look at this and go, you know what? Um, we, $10 million is too much next year. It's an $8 million prize pool. Like, I don't know what right. uh, that that's very possible. Um, all of this stuff is subject to change. They say the magic pro league is now only 15 players or now it's 64 players or it's 64 players. Yep. As of right now. All right. No. So I think the thing with wizards is they're, they aren't afraid to change things and try to make things better. And, um, you know, on that note, just to, as another example from the other day, they, they were rolling out an update to arena and people flipped out over what the changes were going to be based on. It's basically the, the, uh, the prize structure of what you were getting as you were playing arena and the backlash was immediate and wizard said, "Never mind, we're not rolling it out. We're going to, we're going to roll out the other changes, but this one we're not doing. So it was like right away. It was really kind of huh. cool to see them say, this is, you know, what we were announcing happening today. And now it's not happening like that quick. So just kudos to wizards for listening. And I, I, I think that's sort a, of, yeah, yeah. But I mean, careful, they, care, be careful. Wizards, be careful listening. Sure. I'm serious. I'm not even joking because we complain as Magic I'm speaking in general as Magic players. We complain and we hate everything. So, like, listening to us all the time is not a good thing because sometimes we are so wrong. Oh, I can't believe they got rid of Mana Burn. Magic is dead. You know, if, like, if they would have – if it were 2018, they'd be like, okay, fine. We're not going to get rid of Mana Burn. Fine. And it's like <laughs> – I, I get that's definitely a, a good point, but I think they do a good job of of they at least want to hear the feedback and you know maybe um, when it's this obvious or I don't know when it's this extreme <laughs> the feedback that sure. they received I didn't see anybody saying no this is good like no there not that right. that's no. easy to find uh, anyway uh, but uh, of course uh, anyway <laughs> just right. just trying to say that Wizards is willing to change things even when. They've announced six pro tours and then a couple months later say, never mind, it's just four. Um, right. We're talking about 2019 and that's all we're talking about. And things could change even during 2019. But this is what they're saying is their their roadmap for 2019 as it looks now. And that's the way I'm looking at it as a player who is, you know, a challenger, as you call it. <laughs> as um, they call it. As they call it, sure, yeah. No, I I don't have any uh, misconceptions that I'm ever going to be included in the group of the 32 players because I don't have the time to dedicate to the game uh, to reach that level. But um, as a just a player of the game who enjoys the competitive scene and following it and being somewhat involved in it, um, I'm sort of in a wait and see, you know, let's, let's see what's happening for sure. Um, like I said, one thing we do know is that the pro tours are now mythic championships. Yes. I don't know what the prize pool was, but the prize pool has been raised to $500,000 for each of the four mythic championships. Um, and so more, more vagueness here. And again, my, to me, I get the vagueness of like the actual structure, you know, them not having everything out there right now, but as a, as a fellow challenger, it just feels so impenetrable. I don't know. So anyway, players in the MPL are going to be ranked 
And then it says, challenger players who do well in those events will also be ranked. You know, like separate ranks. And then it says, keeping the MPL players on their toes and leaving room for newcomers to take their places at the top. So we can literally take these people's jobs if we yes. do well enough. That sort sounds of. awesome. That's I basically wanna, the situation. <laughs> I want to steal someone's job. That sounds great. Like, that's my new goal in magic is to take someone's job. <laughs> And that's kind of the weird – it's the, the it's pitfall It creates a of, weird dynamic. It's so weird. It's the pitfall of viewing it as like it's a job. Like these players are getting uh, – they're hired for 2019 to do this thing and they get paid $75,000 salary except if they don't do well, they lose their job to somebody else. Like, But that I guess applies to any job. But you really have to do well. <laughs> like you have to be top 32 in the world. To keep your job, right? Like how many other jobs are like that, right? Like there's not that many. Uh, you know, I don't go into work and go, I got to I gotta make sure I'm top 32 in the world at my job or else I'm going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I would be sitting here on Craigslist right now. Yeah. So I mean, – but this is a big – it's a high profile kind of thing. Like you know, yeah, it, it's yeah. just like anything. You need to be in the top 32 quarterbacks in the world to play in the NFL. So you know, theoretically – I don't know. I just still keep thinking about sitting down in a Magic game wearing full Patriots uniform, sitting down, Tom Brady, quarterback. But um, Just stop saying that it's going to be the next commercial for the eSports <laughs> for Arena. <laughs> Sir Mix-A-Lot and Tom Brady. Yes. Yes, I love it. Um, if you haven't seen yeah. that yet, yeah, we have to mention that Sir Mix-A-Lot did the commercial for the uh, Magic eSports announcement. Um I did not know that. It is. So you uh, you actually didn't know it. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I, did not I mentioned know it. know that. This is amazing. So, now, was it, now, was it Sir Mix-a-Lot or was it Subset? There's an old reference for y'all. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Subset was Sir Mix-a-Lot's band with the president of the United States of America. <laughs> oh, I'm my not joking. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that's so, actually awesome. Yeah. So anyway, because they're all from Seattle. Fun fact. Um, so more things about the 2019 Tabletop Mythic Championships. Uh, everyone gets a prize. Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Here's $5 and a stick of gum. No, don't say we didn't give you a prize. Go home. Um no travel rewards. I don't care about that. They canceled the Dallas Pro Tour. Now, if you're trying to personally get me back into Magic Wizards, you're doing a terrible job because you canceled the only Pro Tour near me. I was, like, going to go to the Pro Tour because it was in Dallas. Right. You jerks. So uh, at this point, um, we just want to take a moment to um, remember those that we lost in 2018. If Joey, if you can cue the uh, sentimental music, please. Uh, MTG Nationals World Magic Cup. There would be a, there would be like images on the screen if this were like the the the, the, the Grammys, Oscars. The Emmys, yeah, yeah. Oscars, whatever. Team Series, the Pro Club. Okay, that was it. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. R.I.P. Um, Except just for 2019, we don't know what's happening for 2020. Sure, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> these, oh, these. Oh, and the, oh, I'm sorry. I, I gotta add add this one in. The Pro Tour Hall of Fame. No, not really. Not not going away, but they're changing how it uh, 
how it's structured, which is yeah. weird. It's weird, but throughout the years, like they've changed things, so they're just trying to change how the. When are we going to get well. a physical Pro Tour Hall of Fame? Yeah, in Cleveland. Put um, it in a wing of the Pope Hall of Fame. That's which is in a wing of the Football Hall of Fame. That works. Yeah, it's a twenty-year-old reference. It's pretty good. Um, so yeah, so lots of weird, crazy, crazy changes. And but how do I? I want to. Uh, man, you know, there's part of me that wants to do to to see this through. You know, like there's part of me that wants to be like, okay, so. To me, like I said, this feels impenetrable. This feels like a structure that, like, just a, a, a lowly challenger such as myself. That's the only way you can say challenger. Um, that a lowly challenger such as myself um, am never going to play in a mythic championship. Before, the Pro Tour seemed very attainable. It was tough. The road there was hard. But it was a it was a path, and it was fairly clear, you know. Mm-hmm. Where this, of course, it is vague because we don't have all the details. But it just feels like an impenetrable structure, and it feels really daunting. But part of me wants to be like, "Well, screw you! I want in." You know, what? Yeah. How do I get there? How do I go from common to mythic? You know, how do I go from challenger? to competitor you know like how do i do this details to come in 2019 <laughs> right obviously <laughs> but um, no i think that's a lot of its perception and i think you realize that to some degree too i think that's sort of what you're saying is like now the perception has changed even though really the details haven't much you know it's but still perception it's still changing thing. is important sure no i'm not saying it's not i'm just saying that it is perception and I don't know if I'm seeing it the same way you are because none of this occurred to me until you're you're bringing it up. So um, my perception was, oh, they changed Pro Tour to Mythic. You know, the, the words Pro Tour have been replaced with Mythic, and <laughs> that's uh, you know they have this. The top 32 players are getting a salary, but that's kind of my overall perception of the changes. I, you know, we're losing some some events, like you said, the Nationals. Uh, events, the World Magic Cup, things like that are changing. But again, as as a longtime player, I've seen these events disappear and reappear when But not the never the Pro Tour. No, but this is the Pro Tour is not disappearing. It's just changing its name. But that's just the words. You know, that's not it's not like there's no more Pro Tour. It's just something else. That's all. No, I know. I know that. I know I know about the the name change. But see, like as a challenger, when Back in the day, when I would see the Pro Tour, I would say, you know, it, it was exciting to me to pursue that mm-hmm. because it seemed like something that I could actually achieve. Now, I never did, but it seemed like something I could. I got pretty damn close, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like one win away from qualifying for the Pro Tour in Vegas, right. you know. Um, I got pretty close, and that's what I'm saying is it was right there, and and while it was hard, it felt achievable. This, on its surface, doesn't feel achievable. But, and to me, again, the perception is important because speaking as all the challengers in the world, <laughs> like it's the, – the perception – if the perception is I can't achieve this, then why bother? 
you know, yeah. and, but, and they want people to bother. They want people to 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 want this. Sure. Right. Or at least that used to be the aim. Right. That they wanted us to think we were going to make the pro tour, even if it was impossible. They wanted us to think we could, which kept us going and kept us pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't feel like it's possible, then it doesn't feel like it's worth even trying. Right. And that's and that's, that's kind of where my where my brain is is at. And, but but at the same time, like I said, the stubborn bastard in me is like, well, screw you! I want in, right? Like I'm going to figure out how to get into this thing, and maybe I'm going to Joey. Maybe I'm going to figure out how to get into this thing, man. I like it. That sounds awesome. It's an interesting like perspective because I haven't heard anyone say that. But I'm going to kind of maybe I've not noticed it. I'm going to keep in my, my eye out for uh, other people saying similar things about it seeming that much more uh, daunting to achieve. But um, I haven't really thought about it from that perspective. So it's interesting. Well, um, Mike, Mike, if you or the other two people who are listening to this podcast have anything to say about this, let us know. Shout um, out to Michael J. Flores. Hi, Control F. Um <laughs> And the, I'll, F is, I'll, the F is for Flores. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Always. So I'm 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 going to pursue this this uh, this arena thing more. Um, cool. You know, I've got some gems. I opened up the drafting option, so I think I'm going to get into a draft or two. See how that goes. Yeah, just a heads up, you're drafting against bots at this point. So just uh, oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the weirder things that hasn't been. Uh, fully addressed with arena is you draft against bots and you play against real people, but right, obviously you, you, you don't, okay, but all your draft. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's weird. But okay, it is weird. It's it's very convenient for people like me who like started a draft and then went and got lunch while the pack was open, <laughs> and then came back, and you know the pack is still open, and I can sit there and think about my pick for forty minutes if I. Oh want, wow, you know, really? Like that? Yeah. There's, so no, there's timer. no time. Oh <laughs> no, wow, you're against a bot, so like. I've literally. So just, that's exactly how they did it in Hearthstone, but it was more. It wasn't against bots, but it was you see three cards at a time, you pick one, and mm-hmm. it was just random. It was like RNG. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you just see three cards, three cards, three cards, and you pick one, and it, well, there was no timer on it. You could come and go. Right. So that's that kind of like that. Okay, that's good to know. That's, that's yeah. similar, and that's a little less stressful. I kind of yeah, like that. There's no reason to hate draft, which, you know, I didn't know the first time. I was thinking, I'm like, aren't these bots? But there's nothing better in this pack. I think I'll just hate draft just in case, you know? Like, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't think this makes any sense. Um, no, so it's there's, there's no uh, value in doing that. So just, you know, Build your deck as slowly as you'd like. Nice. Um, okay. Good. No pressure. I like that. Well, yeah. I, I never hate. I, I don't. I very rarely hate draft. I will always take something that fits my deck over something I don't want someone else to have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like pack thirteen, or I mean, sorry, like pick thirteen and pack I hope two it was or something. You know? Yes. Crazy draft. <laughs> something went wrong with my draft, but I built the best deck. <laughs> <laughs> I opened sixty-four packs. Um, Anyway, yeah, so just just to be aware of that, that is kind of an odd thing that's different about Arena and Paper Magic or even drafting on, on uh, Magic Online. So, um, But we are going to have to wrap it up now. Um, yeah. It was really fun talking to you about Magic and recording Yeah, it. right? We should do it again sometime. We should, and we'll, uh, 
we'll see what happens. We're still on the same uh, podcast feed or iTunes feed, so anyone who's still subscribing will randomly get an episode of Yo MTG Taps this week. And uh, episode you know. one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyone who's uh, anyone who's listened or has any feedback, certainly uh, tweet at us. You are at Big Dead Joe on Twitter. Is that correct? Big Dead Joe on Twitter, yeah. Don't bother with Instagram or any of that crap because I don't ever use it because it sucks. So I'm uh, at Affinity for Blue on Twitter. If you don't know, the links will be in the show mo- show notes. You can uh, – I was going to say email us, but I don't think anybody would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you people still email? Like- email. All right. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for uh, for chatting with me about magic again joe because i know you haven't been playing as much as i have and it's fun to catch up definitely 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 look forward to it so until next time whenever that happens to be we are yo mtg taps stop bitching start brewing we are